You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Cubs are going to trade Bryant, maybe Baez. Alonzo at first and two out, and Baez gets one in the air yep. on the field. Winker going back, looking up, and it's out of here! Javi Baez with a two-run homer. A towering shot. His first home run is a New York Mets. Coming in his first game for the Mets. Kimbrell's going to go. Welcome this man. Greg Kimbrell into the ball game for the 40th time this year. You can see the numbers are absolutely brilliant. To Ramirez. Strike. From BetQL. Welcome back. It's Monday and the Joes are here. Joe Ostrowski with Joe Giglio. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel. In about 20 minutes, we'll hear from Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider. Joe G, I saw he was uh, checking out some camps over the weekend, so I'm curious about his takeaways. Maybe uh, some win totals he likes the over or likes the under on. Grant Paulson from MLB Network Radio and 106.7 The Fan in D.C. will drop by as well. We'll hear about the NFC East and, uh, of course, check in. Everything going on with the baseball. Joe G, you were out the the last couple days on uh, Thursday and Friday, so how was your quick getaway? It was it was very nice, a little recharge. But listen, this this was one of those weekends where I said last weekend I, I kind of put the phone away, right? I was out. I I couldn't unplug this time. I, like I had to keep refreshing on Friday because that was one of the craziest trade deadlines we've ever seen, Joe. That was like that, and that was season changing, right? Like that mm-hmm. that kind of trade deadline changed everything. So. I was uh, I was jumping in and out, paying attention to what was going on a little bit. Oh, were they getting annoyed? Were they giving you the glare? No, you know what? I, I would kind of do it when no one was paying attention. I, I would <laughs> bathroom, I would, bathroom yes, breaks. Yes, you pick and choose your spots, right? <laughs> but I need to know where Javi's going. I need to know where Rizzo's going. I had to. It was wild. Okay, so uh, you mentioned on the show that you're doing some camping. I got to know uh, the s'mores are a big thing with kids our age. So. I'm sure dad is asked to do it after the first five times that they dropped the marshmallow into the fire. Yep. But are you a guy that throws it right in, g- gets it over in about five seconds? You don't care that it's black on the outside or do you, do you get the slow light, light brown action going on with your marshmallows? So here's the problem. I am the former. I- I'll throw it in. I'll get burn it. I- I'll eat it right away. Yeah. Everybody else wants it you know, done nicely. Right. So it takes yeah. a while. So I had, I had to do that as well. But for me now, just just char it up and let's go. All right, we got to get to the headlines because so many highlights. If you ever played for the Cubs organization, you hit a homer over the last three days. Time for today's headlines. Deep left field. It is a home run. Chris Bryant, in his first game as a Giant, has hit a home run for the Giants' first run of the day. 
It was Bryant's turn on Sunday. Javi Baez did it on Saturday. Anthony Rizzo on Friday. The first trio in the modern era to each homer in their debut with a different team after playing on the same team earlier that season. So you know our EP, Paul Aspen, he was all over Anthony Rizzo on Friday to hit a homer with the Yanks. Good look by him, man. The numbers were crazy. I think Rizzo was plus 500, plus 500 on Friday. I had people tweeting me yesterday that Bryant was plus 600 to hit a homer with the Giants. When we talk about these home run props on a daily basis, you know, typically we're addressing home run hitters. It's in the plus 300 range, and we think that's good value. How about doubling it up? And you can't sit here and tell me that players bring it a little bit more or a lot bit more when they have that extra juice and they're really really trying to show out for the new fan base oh there's no question and 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 i think what made those numbers what they were is the matchups weren't great rizzo was down in miami that is a pitcher's park bryant was against a tough righty yesterday with the astros it wasn't like they were going up against these great matchups for them but it didn't matter they did it and you're right joe they bring it and for a cut for some of these guys actually most of them they're not just bringing it for their team this is now a contract drive for these guys they're out of Chicago. They're in new places. They're trying to win. But also, if they have big ends to their season, they're getting a lot of money. Baez and Bryant, like they're playing for their next contract. So you have that thrown in there, too. Yep. Great call by Paul. And they were also competing with their buddies. And these guys are friends. They're tight. They've won a championship together. Bryant said after the game, there was a little pressure on me after seeing Rizzo and Baez go yard in their debuts. And how about that Giants crowd? Wow, did they go wild for KB's first step at? They cheered him after a strikeout. I was listening to the game. I was like, <laughs> man, they love this guy. They, they're trying to get him to stay right. It felt like one of those St. Louis crowds where they just cheer everyone all the time, no matter what. I was like, they love this guy already. I, jumping ahead, it wouldn't surprise me if he re-signed with the Giants. That well, guy, KB, Rizzo the same too. I mean, those guys are everything you want. Everything you want in a player. There's never anything bad. No bad press coming out about those guys. They're team first guys. Just... Yeah, I mean, and great players on top of it. Like, what's the big flaw in Chris Bryant's game? For for a little while there, when um, it was obvious that you were going to have to choose between Bryant and Baez, and the Cubs didn't either. But um, so the people that love Baez's flash, they would say, oh, okay, they would look for these these stats that don't really mean anything. Oh, look, in the last week, he is bad in the clutch. It was just so ridiculous. And it's over. It's over. I had to jump on uh, MGM tonight on Friday and yell at Horvat because he he just will not stop. I'm like, dude, what don't you get about this? This is what they had to do. Now, they put themselves in this position by refusing to take a stand on anyone uh, with this big core they built up in uh, the middle of the last decade. It's amazing that it's all blown up here, but it's also amazing that the only guy they extended was Kyle Hendricks in the whole deal. Yeah, it is. If you if I had told you in 2016, 17, 18, that this is how it would play out, you would have said no way. Like, there's no way this is the ending to that story. And it is. And now all these guys are gone. And it, it's cool they're gone in the middle of a season because it reshapes all these races. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had to do it. They had to. I, the problem is the last couple of years, by not making a move when these guys had some control over them and they were more valuable. So there's these rentals and people are ripping on the, on the return. I didn't think the return was that bad for a bunch of guys that you're going to get for two months, maybe three at most. I, I think Jed Hoyer did what he could. And it's, it's kind of comical to think back going into the season when Theo saw this day was coming. And he's like, I'm good, dude. I'm out. I don't want to deal with that. 
I'm not dealing with that. So uh, Jed took the brunt of it and everybody hates the Rickets. And I certainly understand why, but it makes no sense to go halfway, deal two or three of these guys and to keep Baez or Bryant or Rizzo for the rest of the season. What are you doing then? Yeah, once it started, you might as well just keep going. And and there's no one says they can't re-sign one of them in the offseason. They can still re-sign the one they wanted, but they get some prospects back. It was a the Cubs were the story of the deadline, no question. They were, and the Dodgers added the most, I would say, Yankees as well. But that happened well before we got to uh this past Friday with uh the moves that they were making. Of the other teams, any uh anyone in particular impress you? Well, I thought the Bryant move was big for the Giants because they needed to answer the Dodgers. I mean, that that Dodgers move is like when they're all healthy, Joe, that's one of the greatest lineups we've seen in a long time. Like Scherzer's the story, right? Of course, he's going to be the story in the rotation to replace Trevor Bauer effectively. But Joe, when they get Trey Turner back from the COVID list, they could basically go Smith and Muncie and Turner and Seager and Turner and and uh, the outfield will be Betts and Bellinger and Taylor. I mean, that's that's an all-star reposition. Like they're yeah. they're unbelievable. And I don't know if they're going to win the division. We'll talk about it later. I think they need to if they want to get to the World Series. But they could be the first team to repeat in a while. They're that good. That's what I was thinking on Friday. And even though they're not leading their division, they're the clear-cut favorite to win the World Series over at FanDuel. They are plus three twenty. Next up, Astros plus four eighty. The White Sox are the third favorite at plus six hundred. I can't argue with that. I can't argue. If you have that number any higher, aren't people just jumping all over the Dodgers at four to one, five to one? Yeah. The one worry for, for the books, the one where you, like you said, at 320 on FanDuel, is if they don't win the division. They have to play a one game, which means they have to use their best pitcher. But guess what? They have so many good pitchers. Mm-hmm. They'll have another one ready for game one of the NLDS, assuming they get there. They're amazing. I like the Toronto move. I know they gave up a ton, but I can respect what they did there. They have a strong rotation to begin with. And, of course, we know about the core of position players. But to add Barrios, and they paid the piper. We're mm-hmm. talking about the 20th overall prospect, according to some. The fourth best pro- 20th best prospect in all of baseball. Um, that was impressive for them to say, we're not playing. We're going to go for this wild card, and we think we're good enough to do something. And it's not just a one-year deal. Barrios is yeah. under team control through next year. You know, Joe, the Blue Jays right now are one of only five teams in baseball with a run differential of 100 or better. Like, they are performing that way. They just don't have enough wins, and they're still fourth in the division. But what are they, three and a half out of a playoff spot? It wouldn't shock me at all if they made a run at a wild card. Maybe a team that we'll discuss later on in the show when we get to the MLB futures now that things have settled in post-trade deadline and some of the awards. One of us. Very happy. I can't celebrate injuries, but you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> when I saw it, when I saw it, when I saw that Tatis went on the injured list and we'll, we'll, my first thought was actually, and we'll talk about this later. I don't know if the Padres are locked to make the playoffs. We might, we might have to stop saying three mm-hmm. NL West teams. I don't know anymore. But the other thought I had was, well, DeGrom's on the shelf. Well, Tatis is on the shelf. Well, Acuna's out for the season. Max Muncy's going to win the NL MVP. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you get me a little bit too excited early <laughs> on a Monday morning, but the odds are way down. We told you one month ago, 100 to 1. They're not 100 to 1 any longer. Okay, so we talked a lot about uh, my Cubs and the sell-off that happened there, blowing up the dynasty, the dynasty of one World Series, which occurred five years ago. By the way, they haven't won a playoff game since 2017. But what about your favorite quarterback in the NFL? 
his name? Carson Wentz. Derek Sproles in the backfield, third down at 12. Wentz can't find anyone, spins away, under pressure, still on his feet. Now he fires downfield, and it's caught by Nelson Aguilar for an Eagles touchdown. 58 yards. Carson Wentz goes down to his injury after two practices. He's doing the old let's hope rest and rehab will take care of it before our 17-game season. Joe G, this usually ends poorly and ends up being a big waste of time. Yeah, and and, and it's, I think it's going to screw two teams here, Joe. Number one, it's the Colts. That's the most important for Carson Wentz. He's their quarterback now. Their uh, win total was at 10. I saw it at 9.5 on FanDuel yesterday. I, I like the under on both. It moved from yeah. 10 to 9.5. I would I would have went the under before this. Now he's going to miss some time. But, Joe, this also screws the Eagles. That Their first round – a first-round pick from the Colts next year is tied to him playing 75% of the snaps. Oh! <laughs> so if he rests and tries and then has surgery and misses the first six, seven games, it's over. It, it, he's, it's out. They lose the first-round pick. It becomes a, sec, you know, a second-round pick if he doesn't play the snaps necessary there, which is a fair deal, but it screws the Eagles. I know uh, you mentioned the adjustment with the win total, but I was surprised there wasn't more of an adjustment on the division odds. So the favorite flips, obviously, but the Colts were barely a favorite. Everyone in the division at plus money. It was Colts plus 110, Titans plus 115 before this injury. And now it's Titans minus 110, minus 110, and the Colts plus 145. So you move the juice on the Colts from plus 110 to plus 145, and it goes from Titans plus 115 to Titans minus 110. Jaguars, 7 to 1. Texans, 27 to 1. Both of those stay the same. I thought we'd have a bigger movement. I guess it's just because we don't have anything official on this. Right, we don't know yet. And what also surprised me, Joe, is if the Colts had a veteran backup, I would probably be sitting here and saying there's not much of a difference. They don't have anything at backup quarterback. I mean, Jacob Eason, I mean, they they signed uh, Hunley over the weekend, Brett Hunley. They, they don't really have anything that you could say, all right, he could just basically do the job. They're in big trouble if Carson Wentz can't play and play effectively, which also might be part of it. He might not play effectively when he's out there. Yeah, that's something I want to talk to Baldy about in about seven, eight minutes. Uh, what do you do if you're Indianapolis? You, you just sit here and hope and pray that he's all right? Or are you proactive? Do you contact the Bears? Nick Foles, Frank Reich reunion. Do you contact the Jaguars? We know Minshew's not going to be playing there. San Francisco 49ers, they're primed for a big season. They have a rookie quarterback. Do you are you guys really starting Jimmy G week one? What do you do? Yeah, the Foles one is is just so natural, right? He was with Frank Reich and Wentz. They were all QB three. Yeah. QB three. And that quarterback room in Philadelphia when they won, that was it. It was those two. Um, I don't know if Wentz would love that guy, you know, looking over his shoulder again, but you can't stay in the field. <laughs> what are you going to do? You don't know. If, well, tell us a little bit about that being in Philadelphia. You know, some of the backstories that some of our national audience yeah. doesn't and not only not love it, kind of hate it. Right. Yeah. So I, I think personally, the two of those guys were actually pretty tight, but that's okay. when Wentz is, I think that he just never could get over that, 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 that Foles finished the job, right? He started it in 17 uh. Foles finished it and it never, it never really, he never got over it. And then it bled to the hurts thing and you know, it all went to hell. Speaking of quarterback chaos, Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, three of their four quarterbacks are in COVID protocol. Cousins, Nate Stanley, Kellen Mond, Mike Zimmer at the podium over the weekend. He's frustrated with everybody. 
not only his players that refuse to get vaccinated, he's just frustrated with everything going on. And that's a guy that we talked about in the first coach fired market. Watch out. Cincinnati, Arizona, then Seattle, Cleveland. And there is a rough stretch in the middle of the season, which is about as hard as it gets. A lot of pressure on Zimmer. Look, we know coaches. When they're on their players in the field, they are upset. Zimmer, very upset. Brian Baldinger coming up next. Odyssey NFL insider. Get his take on a few teams that he visited over the weekend and looking ahead to the 2021 season. Joe O and Joe G. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that and plenty more. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Yeah, the big news in the NFL over the weekend at these various training camps, a couple of quarterback situations, uh, some fan bases really concerned about those. It's BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio, weekdays 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL network. This is uh, BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel on Twitter at BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily. We will check in with Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger coming up in a few minutes. So uh, looking forward to uh, getting his perspective on the 2021 season, how different a 17-game schedule is going to be, if there will be more sitting than normal. I saw over the weekend uh, he was with the Florida teams, with the Bucks and Jaguars. Boy, you talk about two teams at the opposite ends of the spectrum last season. We've got the Jaguars completely tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Mission accomplished, brand new head coach, a whole lot of new in Jacksonville, new scene. And then uh, on the other side, the Bucks, they're running back everything. They put themselves in a nice spot with the roster uh, to have the ability to do that and uh, try to repeat as champions. Yeah, and you don't usually see that in the NFL, which which makes the Bucs so interesting this year. Because, it, Joe, you, you think about what they did post-Thanksgiving last year. They were dominant. I mean, they, they just ran through everybody. The beginning of the season, though, it was choppy for them. They weren't that good of a team. I remember they lost that Thursday night game to the Bears and, <laughs> like, Tom Brady doesn't know how many downs there are. If you told me then they'd be as dominant late in the season, I would have said, you're crazy. But they took off, and with all those guys coming back, if Brady's knee is all right and Brady feels himself, they're going to be excellent. Uh, joining the show now is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Today, you can also hear Brian with Jason Lockett for on Baldy's Breakdowns with new episodes out every week. Just search Baldy on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. We will uh, check in with him in a few minutes. I guess we, yes, we have a couple of uh, technical issues. Are you shocked, as surprised as I am, that the, 
we didn't have more movement on the AFC South. I know we're we're just waiting on the official news with the quarterback situation, but it just feels like we, we know how this is going to end. And um, we've got to talk about who's going to be starting week number one. And even if once we're to have the ability to start week one, I mean, we're talking about 18 weeks. Eight, so he's going to make it through with this foot that long with, with a, as much rest as he could possibly get. Yeah, my first thought is the books are just trying to react and wait till the announcement is made. Because right, right right now, the latest was he's going to rest and try to calm this thing down for a few days and then kind of re- recalibrate here. But Joe, the other thing I, I was wondering when I saw a lack of movement was, you know, part of this could be like, what? how good is Carson Wentz anyway right now? Well, let's be real. He was the 34th ranked quarterback in the NFL last year. Frank Reich has shown an ability three straight years in Indianapolis to win whatever quarterback he has. And he had one seven and nine year with Brissett, but... For the most part, they've been good. They made the playoffs two out of three years. It was Luck, it was Brissett, it was Rivers. Now, I don't think a replacement for Carson Wentz would be as good as Luck or Rivers. I I would say they're not going to make the playoffs if they don't have a legitimate starting quarterback. But how much of this is just some kind of feeling on the Colts? Like, hey, you give Frank Reich almost anyone, and they're going to be competent, and it won't be bad. Mm. I'll give you Nick Foles for a sandwich. They'll they'll take it. I mean, what will it take? Yeah, I, I can't I take much. Think if Carson Listen, Wentz is going to miss six to eight weeks, they have to make a move. They have to. And we we talked earlier about the beginning of their schedule because I mentioned Colts under before any sort of Carson Wentz injury. I, I I thought under was the play. The beginning of their schedule. I mean, think about it. They have the Seahawks and Rams in the first two weeks. They go to Baltimore. They go to Miami. They have the Titans in there. First five games. If they don't have a quarterback, Joe, they could be zero and five. Yeah, yeah. We'll check in uh, with Brian Baldinger coming up in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, I mentioned Jimmy G. I don't think that's really going to happen. And it doesn't mean that he's 100% starting in week one. But they have championship aspirations out there. They were dealing with all those injuries a year ago, and they've got all this hope with Trey Lance, um, a guy who's played very little football over the last three to four years of his life. You're, you're going to put him out in an island? No, I, I don't think that's a realistic option. Maybe Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is the spot, but Foles just makes too much sense. And believe me, the Bears are not looking to keep Nick Foles. I mean, what's the point? He's QB3 on the roster. There's no backlash from the fan base at all. They're saying, good, get him out of here. Oh, sixth, seventh round pick, a sixth rounder, like I think the uh, Anthony Miller deal was. Okay, fine, whatever. It was a bad move. I don't care. All I care about is the, is the guy that has fields on the back of the jersey. Let me give you another name to think about. I think the Foles one makes sense. I just I just think the it would be hilarious to watch Foles backing up Wentz again and playing. And if they're winning and then Wentz great. comes back, it, it, it's it's great theater and it makes sense for the Colts and the Bears. Another name to watch, one that I'm I'm reading good things on early on in camp in Philadelphia. Joe, the Eagles' third-string quarterback right now, they signed him about a month ago, is Nick Mullins, who played a bunch in San Francisco when Jimmy G went down. Yeah, I think he's a competent, you know, in this kind of spot, NFL backup quarterback. They gave Joe Flacco, the Eagles, about $3.5 million to back up Jalen Hurts. I don't think they're going to cut Flacco, even though, from what I've seen and heard, Mullins is outperforming him the first week or so at camp. There's no way they're going to carry three quarterbacks. Like, one of those guys is probably going to be gone. They could trade Nick Mullins, probably yeah. for you a know, very small sum, and it might give the Colts a quarterback. Okay, so the other uh, quarterback situation, and I don't know. We don't have enough information. We don't know if these guys actually have COVID, and there's so many situations right now. Um, guys that are vaccinated, athletes that are vaccinated, and then we find out 
yes, they tested positive, and then they come back in a little bit. It's happened so many times over the last month or so. So we don't know exactly what's happening with the Vikings. And uh, before the break, I quickly mentioned that they're a team to watch, that if they don't have a good start, maybe they could be moving on due to Zimmer's tenure, and he's been there so long. And he's the defensive guy. The defense was the problem a season ago, and now they've made all these changes. So it might make sense that in the first month of the year, they could continue to go through some of these issues uh, defensively. On the road, back-to-back road games, that's never fun. I don't care the opponent. Cincinnati and Arizona, at the very least, they have to win one of those games because then they're coming home for Seattle and Cleveland. And remember last year, there were two situations where the teams launched the head coach. It was the Texans with Bill O'Brien, and it was the Falcons with Dan Quinn. Now, when we go to the middle of the season, it gets much, much worse. Maybe they'll see how he does here, because this would be the perfect spot if it's clear that the Vikings are not making the playoffs to just let him go. Listen to this, Joe. At Baltimore, at the L.A. Chargers, hosting the Packers, hosting the Niners. Those are four teams that all of us expect to be in the playoffs, right? Yes. And maybe a buy, (laughs) a couple buys in there. Look, if things start going the wrong direction or you think they're going to go like you do, Joe, or you're kind of forecasting that, you can get plus money right now on FanDuel on under eight and a half wins. Plus plus 135 on under eight and a half wins. I think the Vikings are that team that's right there, you know, kind of that nine and eight. But you could, I mean, look, if they have situation with their quarterback room, that's a problem. And we talked this a little bit last week. It's almost impossible to handicap how COVID is going to affect win totals in the season, but just know it's there. Like it's it now it's not going away. There are, there are certainly enough players in the NFL that don't want to be vaccinated, won't get vaccinated. They're going to, and at the bottom line is whether or not they could track the virus, like you're saying, we don't know what happened in that quarterback room. So they mm-hmm. have to miss time. Right. If this situation plays out on a Thursday or a Friday of the NFL week, they're out. Yep. They can't play. So that changes everything about about a team like this. But like if you think like one game might separate a win total and you're worried about a quarterback room like Minnesota or a coach like Zimmer, you might lean under. Information is key. So we were talking a little bit about this with Simon Hunter on the show on Friday and just, OK, so it's here. It's not going anywhere. And. I, I'm worried about teams when we hear around 50% or the coach like Ron Rivera or, or Mike Zimmer are very upset and they're going to the media with it. Now, I don't know if they're trying to pressure the players or what it is. They're just venting or what it is, but the I- information is key. Now, cluster injuries, always a problem. If we're talking about three offensive linemen in a given week that that are potentially out, maybe questionable during the week. We're talking about that on the show, getting ready for a game. If if we somehow find out about these quarterback rooms, this one is 100% vaccinated versus another team with three guys, 0% are vaccinated. I mean, there's no way I plan on backing that team for the 2021 season. 0%, like all three guys, no. And that's plausible. It doesn't. I know it might sound crazy to have 0%, but that's possible. Yeah, we don't know what the Viking. I guess the Vikings was non-vaccinated. I guess he was, and he still contracted the virus. But, you know, yeah. whatever. It, it, it's obviously they're all out right now, which which is part of the issue. But I agree. And, look, we had this twice last year. We had at least once in a significant way. We had it once in a less significant way. The Patriots. Remember that game Cam Newton couldn't – Cam Newton was out. Cam Newton contracted COVID. It, 
the the Patriots, part of the reason I like them this year, Joe, as much as I do, I think they're going to go over their win total and be good. Yeah, They were without a quarterback last year for a little while. I mean, just Cam couldn't play. The other one, remember the game, who was it, the Broncos playing with a wide receiver? Remember that game against the Saints in November where, where the, the Saints played the Broncos and the Broncos literally didn't have a quarterback? Like that happened. We watched that last year. Yep. And I thought, yeah. you know, in the spring here, when the when the vaccine became available, and obviously NFL teams are going to give it to their guys if they if they want it, I thought we might be past that. We're not. It it, it could happen again. Adam Shaheen, Dolphins tight end, uh, former Bears second round pick. His uh, Twitter account, the bio says, "I will not comply." The location on his Twitter account says, "Somewhere without a mask." He goes on the COVID list yesterday. Yeah, you have to comply with that one. Adam. <laughs> when they put you on the list, Listen, you're man. out, buddy. Yeah, it's it's this is not a political thing. We've talked about it over the first couple of weeks. Now we've got camp every single day. This is the reality of the NFL. If you're a fringe guy, if you're a tight end three, like Adam Shaheen is, I know he had a couple of touchdown passes, whatever. He's he's not someone that the Dolphins are relying on moving forward. The guy has been a bust out in the NFL, even though he's hung on to a roster somehow so far. If you're a fringe guy and you're going to infect my team or you're a problem as far as that goes, you're not going to have a job. That That's where we are right now with this. The NFL is taking a stand. And what are they doing? The owners are protecting themselves and they have every right to protect their business. And I would do the same damn thing. There's no question. Uh, Last week, late last week, I saw Cole Beasley went on like a two minute rant, like explaining his position, whether or not you agree with Cole Beasley. And I I don't really understand what he's talking about half the time. But one thing he did say last week that I do believe is true is that he's heard that agents have told players that if you're not vaccinated, teams don't want you in for a workout. Yep. Right. So he his whole position was they're putting pressure on players. He doesn't like that. But whatever. I believe him on that. These GMs are probably telling these agents, like, I'm not bringing this guy in for a workout because we're not going to sign him anyway. Is he vaccinated or not? Like, I'm not bringing that guy in my locker room to be the 90th guy in training camp. It's just not going to happen. Yep. Too many bad things. Too many bad things. I, I don't want any part of that. And no, nobody wants to be Mike Zimmer right now. Nobody <laughs> wants to be in that spot. High expectations, especially when we had the rumors a week and a half ago with Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings became the favorite. Like, we know Rodgers is playing, obviously, but, you know, I'm sure up in Minnesota, Vikings uh, expectations, they skyrocketed a little bit. Everything's online. We talk about the hot seat. I hear some national people when they talk about the Bears that Matt Nagy's on the hot seat. Folks, he's not on the hot seat. Okay. You can just stop that right now. I know, I know they've been there a good amount of time, and we're waiting for Matt Nagy to break through as an offensive play caller. He just got his QB. He is not getting fired after this year, and he hasn't had a losing season yet in his career. Uh, Mike Zimmer uh, qualifies as a guy on the hot seat. And, and if you're in Dallas, you're always going to be on the hot seat. You've got Jerry Jones as the owner. They're going to be on hard knocks. I guess I kind of understand why McCarthy is a favorite to be the first coach fired. Imagine being someone, the roller coaster of having a Vikings ticket from about a week and a half ago. Like those, you know, the rumors come out, Rodgers might retire, Packers are off the board, Vikings are the favorite. You run in and you grab a Vikings ticket to win the NFC North. A week later, Rodgers is back. Did. He says everything is great. He's all in. And all your quarterbacks are in quarantine right now. You feel like you just threw your money away. What's a worse ticket? Vikings with little value. So, I don't know, let's just say plus 250. Vikings at plus 250 in a Rogers season. Or Broncos 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Broncos. <laughs> you know what? 
Rodgers could Rodgers could get hurt, right? That could he could break his leg or collarbone or something, and the Vikings could still win this division. The Broncos right now have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater splitting snaps. We know Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are in the same division. My, my favorite thing going on in NFL media right now is, oh, man, these Broncos, look at this roster. They're unbelievable. They're awesome. I mean, we talk about top-tier talent everywhere except the cornerback position. But, it, but, you know, the Broncos are really good. Like, no, stop right there. Most important position in all sports. Shut up. Like, I don't care about how great the defense is if you don't have the quarterback. Right, and that's not for this era, right? If this was the 2000 yeah. Ravens, sure. Trent Dilfer, 85 go, Bears, cool. Yeah, go do it. Not, not in 2021. Not in division with Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to happen. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Thanks for checking out this Monday version of BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Did you see the Evander Kane story? Wow. Scandal in the NHL or is there? I don't know. We're going to talk about it on the other side. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel from BetQL.